But Y is supported by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates, national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings may vary. This is But Why, a podcast for curious kids from Vermont Public. I'm Jane Lindholm. On this show, we take questions from curious kids just like you all over the world, and we find answers. It's still cold and wintry here in Vermont, so we wanted to head somewhere warm and tropical feeling, and really fun, for today's episode. But we also didn't want to have to go too far. So we drove up to northern Vermont, right up near the Canadian border, to an indoor water park to research answers to your questions about water slides. At Jay Peak's Pump House Water Park, we met up with Leland. I'm from Sonac Lake area. And how old are you? 10. How do you feel about water slides? I don't really like them that much. I just like the smaller ones. How do you think people make water slides? Well, I actually do know the answer to that. It's like it takes a lot of pieces. It's like a gigantic puzzle. It takes a lot of pieces. You're totally right. And you know, the other thing that's kind of amazing about them is they have to fit somebody who's your size and somebody who's my size. And we are totally different sizes, right? Yeah. How do you think they do that? I don't know. They just have to keep measuring and measuring about different angles and how, what materials they're made out of. So, are you going to do one of these water slides today or stick to the lazy river? I don't know. I'm thinking maybe tomorrow. We had a lot of questions about water slides, too. My first attempt at research was to try going down one. I did that a few times. And while I learned a lot about how and why water slides are so much fun and sometimes a little bit scary, I didn't get very far in learning how these things are made. So I dried off and called up some engineers whose whole jobs are designing and building water slides and sometimes roller coasters, too. Songyi Moon works at a company called Whitewater West. I'm development engineer from Whitewater. My name is Kelly Saul, and I am the product manager for water rides at Whitewater West. What's so hard about making a water slide? You just... You know, you put like a piece of slippery plastic down and make it go in a downward direction, put a little water on it, you've got a water slide. But there's clearly more to it. I mean, we wouldn't be talking with engineers if it was that simple. So, Sangyi, what goes into making a water slide? There is a lot of math and physics going on behind the water slide. When you design the water slide, you have to think about how fast it goes and then how much energy you have and so on. So there are lots of math and physics you have to think about in addition to um, just water and plastic to make a slide. Also, the slide material and then how much water flows on the water slide, that makes a big difference. 
and then also like weight of the people and then also the type of the rafts that makes a huge difference um, for the speed. Kelly, I as a you know, water slide rider, don't want to have to think about math and physics when I'm riding on a water slide, but maybe you as somebody who's developing water slides and other kinds of rides, that's key. So everybody who's studying math right now in school, this is the kind of thing that you might be able to use all of that math knowledge for in the future. Yeah, the the big secret is that the math is actually not that difficult. Um, it's about a high school level of math that we use to um, to design the basics of, of the water slide. You know, it's it's gravity and it's it's friction. Um, Song Yi was was right. Like it's it's more difficult than you might think in the the range of operating conditions that we have to recognize you know we have to make the sure that the slide is fun and safe for itty bitty people and big people as well uh make sure it's fun and safe on a rainy day as well as uh, a hot su- sunny day hmm. so what kinds of things go into that kind of um thinking as you're designing it all of the different ways it has to be safe and all the different kinds of people who might be riding it under different conditions and even to the point of like what kind of swimsuit are they wearing and how does that affect the friction how, or how fast they're going to go on the slide? Yeah, swimsuits is um, interesting because all around the world, people wear different kinds of swimsuits. Um, and there's parts of the world where swimsuits aren't allowed and you have to wear something else. So we have to make sure, again, that our, our slides and rides are fun and safe for a whole bunch of different kinds of people all around the world. Just to be clear, in the places where swimsuits aren't allowed, people are still covered up. They're just wearing clothes that cover their arms and legs. There is one specific thing that makes water slides work, and that is friction. Or really, the lack of it. Friction is the resistance of motion when one object rubs against another. Anytime two objects rub against each other, they cause friction, even when you wash your hands in water or cleanse your hands with a soap. So water park is wet and water has interesting characteristics when it contacts different materials. So there are different materials used on the water park depending on the application as well. So when people walk on a deck, we don't want people fall down. So people use higher friction material, but when people slide down through the slide, we don't we want low friction so people can slide fast and they have fun. So for the water slide, water water between your skin and fiberglass creates low friction and make your body ski down fast through the slides. Also some water slides use rafts. The water slide I went down at J Peak required rafts. It's really just a floaty tube with a hole in the center of it. So I grabbed one at the bottom, and then I had to walk up and up and up and up several flights of stairs to get to the top of the slide. The water was pumping out of the top of the water slide and rushing through the tube. So when the lifeguard told me it was safe for me to go down, I plopped onto my raft, and I let the flowing water carry me from the flat top of the slide down into the tunnel as it started to head downward and twist and turn. As Song Yi said, the important forces here are friction and gravity. On my walk up the stairs, the people who made the water park made sure I didn't fall. 
by having the walkways and stairs be not slippery. There was a lot of friction between the surface of my feet and the surface of the stairs. But when I got on the slide, they wanted there to be less friction, less resistance between my body and the surface of the slide so I could slip downward. They did that by making sure the tube itself, the water slide, is a really smooth, slippery material, and then they added water, which makes it even more slippy, and then the raft, so I can kind of float on top of the flowing water. Since the slide started at the top and basically pointed downward, gravity helped pull me toward the bottom of the slide. And the fact that there was little resistance, little friction, meant I could go pretty fast. Now, when someone is designing a water slide, sometimes they're not designing one that just goes straight down like the slide on a playground. You might be twisting and turning and sometimes even going upside down while you're riding a water slide. Designers have to calculate how much energy you need to get over those bumps and around any curves. The taller and steeper the slide, the faster you can go. But it also depends on you, too. So it's all about energy. The potential energy you create by going high up to the tippy top of the slide, and then the kinetic energy, the energy of motion, created when you start moving down through the slide. If you have enough energy, you can even do a loop where you go upside down for a second or two without sliding backwards. At the end of the slide, it usually flattens before spitting you out into the pool. That's to slow you down. While we were riding the rides at Jay Peak, we talked with six-year-old twins Tiago and Juliana, who shared both a birthday and a question. How do you get all the water for it? Um, How do you get all the water in the water slides? Tiago and Juliana weren't the only ones wondering that. Hi, my name is Roxy. Um, I'm seven and a half, and I'm wondering, where does all that water come from? Water parks use a lot of water. Like, one water park might take 900,000 gallons of water just to run the slides and pools. That is such a big number, it's kind of hard to even imagine. But let's just say, it's a lot of water. But luckily, water parks don't have to pump in that much water every day. The water park industry says that most water parks, once they're filled, are really reusing the same water over and over again. That sounds kind of gross, but water parks also have filtration and cleaning systems to make sure the water stays good. And there are lots of chemicals like chlorine in the water that kill germs, so definitely don't drink the water in a water park. Water parks do lose some water in the cleaning process and from water splashing out of the pools. And at outdoor water parks, a lot of water can evaporate in the hot sun and need to get replenished. But how does the water that flows down the slide and into the pool at the bottom get back up to the top of the slide? Well, water parks use pumps to carry water from the bottom back up to the top. The pumps create pressure by using a motor with a propeller that moves water particles up a narrow pipe. And water can be moved through many different parts of the park before it goes back up to the top of a slide again. If a water park is in a cold environment, it will be heated by water heaters so you're not shivering through your fun afternoon. The people who design rides want them to be fun and fast and a little bit scary. Coming up, how do engineers and designers balance thrills with safety? And why do they sometimes say you're too small to ride? 
This is But Why, a podcast for curious kids. I'm Jane Lindholm. Today we're learning about how water slides work. We're talking with Song Yi Moon and Kelly Saul of Whitewater West. That's a company that makes water slides and water parks. When you're going fast down a slippery slide and there's water rushing all around, you want it to be exciting. Maybe even just a little bit scary? But how do engineers design slides that make you feel a little nervous, but in actuality are really safe? And not just safe for you, but safe for your little sibling and your big adult chaperones, too. Here's Song Yi Moon. There is a safety regulation. Uh, we follow the guides to design the water slides. So all the slides are safe. And then we test enough. We even build a prototype at work and then test with the either uh, in a smaller scale or uh, actual size. And then we test it and then go through a few iterations. And then we change if anything necessary. So it we test it and then prove it's safe enough to go to the public. And then even when we build in an actual water park, we go through lots of testings to make sure it's safe to open. And then um, people or kids, parents, um, grandparents, everybody can join and have fun at water park. My name is Naomi. I'm seven years old. I live in Everett, Washington. And my question is, do you have to be a certain age to go to a water park? Oh, yeah, that happened to my daughter, too, when she was um, too young. Sometimes water parks want to make sure you're big enough to ride the rides safely. Your height can be important, and also your weight, because how much you weigh helps determine how fast you're going to go. If you're not moving fast enough, you might actually slide backwards when the water slide goes uphill or around a loop. So each water slide has a height and weight limit. But engineer Kelly Saul says it's also about how old you are and how well your brain and body will respond to the ride. And sometimes a height requirement has more to do with your age than actually how tall you are. When it comes to kids, uh, the height limit is, is an important factor for us. And it's not actually in, in the rides that I work on. It's, it's not actually the height itself. It's more the height is an indicator of how old a child is. And we find that there comes a certain age where kids are able to intuitively hold on to things and brace against forces. And below that age, then the rides can be quite dangerous for them. They won't know how to anticipate a turn or be able to to hold on tight through a certain section. So height is usually an indicator of, of age and maturity. The problem these days, though, is kids are getting bigger, younger. And what was an acceptable height limit 20 years ago may not be an acceptable height limit today. And that's something that we struggle with. Is there a top speed that someone can go on a water slide? It's a tricky you question. Handle this? <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> because we don't go with the speed, it's more like acceleration. So we have a standard that governs uh, this acceleration limits. And then it, um, depending on also that standard is governed by um, different countries as well. So we can't really say this is the top speed. And then also depending on the weight of the people and then the water condition, 
that produces different speeds, so we can't really tell you what's the top speed. We do have a slide that starts with you standing in a little capsule, and you're standing on a glass floor, looking straight down into a slide, almost straight down. And then there's a countdown, and somewhere between two and one, that door opens and you drop into the slide. So for that brief moment, you know you feel like you're going pretty fast. Kelly has also worked on designing roller coasters, and he says roller coasters are actually kind of more simple to make than water slides. Because you've got this big train and it's sitting on a track, and you always know where the train is because it's on the track. With a water slide, you don't have a train; you have people, and as we mentioned before, people come in all shapes and sizes. So we don't always know where people are going to be. So we have to make sure that. The ride is built in a way that you can still have fun and be safe, even though we don't know exactly where you're going to be. And that's why you can ride a water slide over and over again and have a different experience. If you're on a raft, you might be pointing backwards sometimes. You might be looking somewhere else. So that's a the, a main difference between water slides and roller coasters. They're both fun, but our challenges in designing water slides are, I would say, are a little bit more. When it comes to all these rides, I can sometimes get up the courage to ride a roller coaster or slide down a water slide, but I have to really work on my bravery. I'm envious of those of you who have no fear and just enjoy the thrill. But you know, if floating down the lazy river is more your style, that's cool too. What I liked about putting together this episode was learning from Song Ye Moon and Kelly Saul of Whitewater West all the different elements engineers have to think about when they're designing rides. Thanks very much to them for helping us understand that. Engineers and designers are using math and physics, and then they also think about ways to make rides feel thrilling, like sending you into a tunnel so you're plunged into darkness and can't tell that the ride is about to get really steep, or making the ride look cool from the ground so you really want to ride it. Amusement parks even think about what to call a ride to make you want to ride it, and whether you should be able to see part of it from the highway or parking lot so you get your excitement up before you've even entered the park. Now that you've listened to this episode, see if you can design your ultimate roller coaster or water slide. Draw a picture of what you would create if you were a ride designer. Then have your adult take a picture of it and email us or tag us on social media. We want to see your monster rides. You can email your designs to questions at butwhykids.org, which is also the email address to send us your questions. Have your adult record you telling us your first name, where you live, how old you are, and what you're curious about. We take questions about anything and everything. We can't answer all of them, but we love knowing what's on your mind all the time. But Why is produced by Melody Baudet and me, Jane Lindholm, at Vermont Public. Our team also includes Kaylee Mumford and Kiana Haskin. Our theme music is by Luke Reynolds. We'll be back in two weeks with an all-new episode. Until then, stay curious.